Hey guys, now that we have wrapped up season one with an incredible season finale, we are posting the episode that we have already posted but have not released on our podcast platform. This episode was our comeback episode. After a long year of taking a break due to some big changes in our lives, we thought, who can we bring on to make sure we set the tone for our comeback? We asked our good friend, the man himself, Jay, the Jumpman Lakayo. He truly lived up to the expectation with a lot of great knowledge, stories, and of course, sharing his secret stories. We can't thank him enough. We want to thank you all for the support this in this first season. We really appreciate it. Look out for season two. We have some more incredible guests on the way. So with that being said, here we go. Enjoy the episode. guys welcome back um we've been out here for a while uh we just had a lot of things going on lately with our uh personal lives but now we have a great opportunity with uh the whole quarantine covid i hope everybody's staying safe out there um but we're back our show again uh just to um, give everybody a reminder we're uh kicking knowledge um i'm one of the hosts uh my name is walter and then Obviously, I have my brother Warner here. How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Warner. Uh, so basically, we're just uh, what we do. Is we talk about. <laughs> we, it's going to get a little awkward sometimes, right? It's what we do. Before. Yep. But either way, the, well, the show is all about talking about sneakers, workout sneakers. Um, we basically try to educate the, uh, the the public on what to use on certain shoes. Just opinions on us because we've done um, multiple types of workouts and we tried uh, various different sizes of shoes. So we basically try to educate people on, on workout sneakers. We, everyone talks about all the hype and all the different types of Jordans and everything like that. We will talk about that stuff too as well. But we talk about and the, uh, other things that normally what we like to call that white space that no one really ever talks about, which is uh, workout sneakers. Um, but we do have a special guest today in the house here. <laughs> Perspective spots, of course, because we are in, sep- uh, what is it called? Social distancing? Social distancing. Sure. As we're doing, we have Jay, also known as Jumpman Jay. He's very successful right now. Um, for, uh, based, uh, right now, uh, um, works for the NYPD. Um, has a couple podcasts, definitely a high B sneakerhead. <laughs> you know it, kid. You know it. Uh, man, we're happy to have you. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Let's get to it, man. Let's get after it. All right, Jay. So we like to start off with the um, interview. Like, um, so how'd you get into fitness? Uh, if you can briefly explain us how you got into fitness and. Um, and start going from there, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I was I've played sports since I was a child. My uh, my parents kind of got me involved very very young. I was one of those kids that was like bouncing off of the wall. So they were just like, you know what? Let's give this kid an activity to do, and maybe he won't come <laughs> home and break things. So um, you know, I started out. Soccer was my first sport, and then I uh, played little league baseball. Uh, played some pop Warner uh, football for the Bronx Eagles. You know, kind of bounced around and did that, and then um. You know, obviously, like with any, like any other kid, I, I played uh, played football in high school. Um, 
a little bit of baseball. So I've always been active. Um, so like fitness has always been a part of my life. Um, I didn't really get into like a gym regimen till I was like probably like 16 or 17 because like, you know, you guys know, like when you're a kid, they would, like nobody was really training. You just went to the gym with your boys and we yeah. did chest on Mondays. We did buys on Tuesdays. You know, it was just like so many bro sessions. Right. So I didn't really have any <laughs> kind of like methodology to my workouts, like whatever my boys were doing. And back then it's just like, if you had, if you had like big arms and some abs, like you were doing all right. So I didn't really have a system. And then, um, my, uh, I got on the job when I was like 22, I was super duper young. Right. And, you know, while you're in the academy, they just PT the crap out of you. So it was pretty much all like body weight, you know, calisthenics and running every single day. So I think that was like the best shape I was in in my entire life. Like, I think I went into the academy at like 220 pounds and I left at like 208, 8% body fat. Like I was, Jeez. I was like shredded. I, I was, I, I came in looking like Doughboy and I left looking like <laughs> Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? So it was like, um, I kind of wanted to keep that trend going. So uh, I just kept in the gym you know I used the precinct gym for the time being and then um like around 26 I found CrossFit and that kind of like changed my life and um it's been that since I uh, you know it's not for everybody everybody has their uh you know their their uh their sayings about CrossFit that it's cultish and um you know you know we fart rainbows and we like we we hug unicorns and things like that but <laughs> Um, it's actually, to me, it's, it's just cross training, man. Like the, the concept of CrossFit, right? It's constantly varied functional fitness. So like if you're a first responder, you have to be prepared for whatever they put in front of you. So no task is the same, right? So if you have to prepare yourself physically for that type of, um, environment. So, you know, I remember going to CrossFit, like early CrossFit was like super random. It wasn't like, um, uh, like as, as, CrossFit progressed, there were seasons, but like, I remember coming in, like initially starting CrossFit and it was like, you'd come in and do a five by five deadlift and that'd be like the wad or the workout of the day. And then the next day it'd be like a, like a 5k run. Like you go to, yeah. you go there and be like, all right, 5k run, go, you know? So, um, it just, it just kind of made me work on a lot of like glaring weaknesses. Cause we all know like dudes go to the gym and everybody's crushing weights. Yeah. Right. But they ain't doing any running or any kind of cardio. So it just kind of, it gave me a way to implement some of my weakness and, and you know, and you know, work the goats, so to speak. Yeah, I always say, like, it's, it's CrossFit's similar. It's what everyone does. It just puts in a certain type of way or certain type of regimen of doing it. Like, it just puts everything together, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, instead of, like, doing your weight training first and then your cardio after, CrossFit will find a way that you can do all of that simultaneously. So. Exactly. All one shot. I like it. Yeah, get it I all done like in an hour. I feel like a CrossFit's like everybody, people actually need to like go in and try it and really yeah. understand it. Cause like that, when I started a CrossFit, it was like a completely different animal. And I did yeah. hybrid training and all that stuff. It's like all in one bunch. So it's so it's a crazy work, um, crazy workout. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely like I think, and and anybody can do it. It's the problem is you got to go to the right gym. I think. This is a exactly. lot of places that don't instruct properly or the programming is like insane and they don't scale the workouts. So at least if you go somewhere and they're knowledgeable and they know what they're doing, like they're just going to scale the workout for you so that, you know, it's on your, it's on your level. You can get stimulus that you need and you can feel like you worked out and not somebody like, you know, stood behind you, screamed at you and just, you know, you left hurt. Right. You, you no, want to, you want to get the stimulus of the workout and leave 
and feel accomplished. So it's just like, depending on where you go, you can get the good workout, you know, research your gyms. If you're going to try out across the gym, you know, do your, do your research and just, you know, figure out what's the best gym in your area and then go there and start, you know, figure it out from there. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I, I always tell people try it once. It might change your just life. Try it once. And I'll try anything once. Now, did you do any type of other workouts other than CrossFit before the before this, or were you like, did you do powerlifting strictly once, or? Um, it's kind of weird. Um, I I did like traditional bodybuilding, and then I had a, like a few of my boys just did like compound lifts. So like this is back before they had like before people were like I powerlift. It was like I just worked out with like these two big dudes who just bench deadlift and like back squatted. Yeah. And so I, I, so essentially, I guess I come from a powerlifting background, so to speak. So I, I mean, I was doing bodybuilding and like powerlifting. Was, I was working the aesthetics yeah. and trying to get strong, you know, strong as possible. I feel like everybody that's in sports, that does sports, they have they start with those foundations. Like that's what they start out with, because that's important. Yeah. Like yeah, just think about that. Like when you played football, that, that's what they told me to do. They're like, hey, dude, back squat, bench, and deadlift. That's and then, all. like, occasionally, occasionally they would show you, like, you know, a half-assed power clean because these guys that were teaching me didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know how to <laughs> exactly. power clean. Exactly. I was just going to say I was, say like, that. 28 years old. Yeah, like, they were showing me some – I don't know what the hell they were trying to show me in, the, in, the, in, that, um, in that high school gym, but it was completely different from what I learned in CrossFit. And that's another thing that CrossFit did. It humbled, it humbled me, bro. Like, legit. Like, you think you're strong, right? Or you think you're in shape, and, and you go do a CrossFit workout, and it'll just – It'll, it'll put a new meaning on fitness. Oh, I remember yeah. my first workout, I'll never forget, it was like box jumps, deadlifts, and it was like a it was like a shuttle sprint. And I died. It was like three rounds. I forgot what the rep scheme was, but I died in the middle of that workout. And I was just like, all right, I know what I got to work on. I got no lungs. So, <laughs> you know, I was strong as shit, you know, like I was super strong. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just wasn't, I didn't have a motor. So I didn't know how to work the weakness. It's funny because then after, once you get that one crosser workout, you really gain respect to that, that type of workout that, that's called CrossFit. I just, yeah. Yeah, you'll look at it differently once you do it and you get like, damn, this really works. Okay, all right, well, let me, you know, let me continue. So, so I'm, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, so, so, go ahead, go ahead. So, Jay, I know you just mentioned you did some powerlifting workouts and you do CrossFit and stuff like that as well. Um, do you have... So now we're going back, now we're going to the shoes now. So shoes-wise, do you pair the shoes with different type of workouts or what's your system on that? Like, um, how do you, what shoes do you wear on certain type of workouts or is there certain shoes, there's only one shoe that you wear for everything? What kind of person you are and what kind of um, uh, shoes do you use? Okay, um, I am a huge advocate for the Nike Metcon. Um, I, for me, it is the shoe that embodies cross training because it's a stylish shoe. So I like to, I'm like Deion Sanders, right? I look good, feel good, play good, you know? So it's a stylish looking sneaker and it, it kind of gives you everything you need. It's got a good, it's got a good base, right? It's got enough flexion in it that you can potentially like sprint and cut. Now, I wouldn't say go too crazy. I'm not going to tell you to play a full flag game in Nike Metcons, but if you needed to change direction, if these things are tied up, you could probably do a change of direction workout, like a shuttle sprint or some kind of, um, you know, maybe some ladder work, like low level ladder work. You can get that done, but it also has a good baseline where you can squat some, 
some pretty decent weight or you can snatch or clean decent weight and not feel like you're all over the shoe. Now, there's several different types of Metcons. There's Metcon Freeze, there's Metcon DSXs, there's Metcon Flyknits. I just like the traditional Nike Metcon, Metcon 1, and um, I still wear that shoe, even though I am very partial to the Metcon 5 because they changed the uh, inserts. Yeah, so they have weird. the thicker inserts, and it's, a, it's actually a really comfy sneaker. But with the, the, when they changed that insert, it just made it so sturdy for, like, maximum lifts. So if you're, if you're squatting heavy and you don't like to wear, like, a lifter, I would say get a Metcon 5, change that insert, yeah. and test it out because it's a very comfortable sneaker. It doesn't feel very rigid. And that wedge that they put in the back just gives you that, like, that heel security, and it kind of locks you right into the ground. And it just – you feel at home when you're squatting. Because sometimes I, I know some people, like, you know, hey, I squat in chucks and all. I, I can't do that. But um, that the Nike Metcon is to me is the ideal shoe. So for my training. So I know you're. Uh, I know we spoke before too as well. We know that you're a Nike guy, and yep. you, the, and the Metcon, and then you wear the Metcons. But like, why Nike? Like, why? Like, what made you become a Nike person, and what made you go for that? Nike Metcon was it somebody at your gym that suggested to you or you just always had that knowledge that you're like hey let me go get a I Nike. got a good story I got a real good story for the Nike Metcon so when I first started CrossFit there was no particular CrossFit shoe they had that they had the uh, Reebok had a Nano and it looked like a Ninja Turtle foot I couldn't do it <laughs> so it just it was an ugly ass shoe so I used to CrossFit in Kobe's I used to CrossFit in Kobe sixes and um Basically, the Nike Metcon, Metcon, the Nike Metcon one was a Kobe six. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, okay. I was already crossfitting in, in, in Kobe's to begin because it was a flat shoe. And this is when Kobe started to go to the lows. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, yes. oh, all right. You know, it's pretty much the same shoe. I'm looking at them side by side. This is, I said, this ain't nothing but a Kobe without the, the you know, the, the Kobe signature on it and, you know, the 2-4 on it. So I was just like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with the, with, with the Nike Metcon, man. So. Uh, nobody, nobody was really wearing Metcons like that. I, I'll give you a nice little story. I went down to Nike Town and bought both colorways. Because when they released the Nike Metcon, they were showing the colors, um, you know, like obviously they had athletes wearing them, but nobody had them. So Nike Town on 58th had them. So I went, I took my ass all the way down to 58th Street, bought both colors. It was the, the neon uh, yellow, it was like neon green, I'm sorry, neon green, gray and white colorway. And it was a gray and white colorway. I bought, I bought both colorways. And that was like my shoe. So, so basically, Kobe inspired you. The Kobe yeah. shoe basically inspired that shoe. Which, by the way, yeah. rest in peace to rest Kobe Bryant. Peace, you know, the Mamba. Yeah, yeah. That definitely. That it, it was. If you look at the housing of the shoe, if you look at it side by side, it's kind of scary. It's, it's a Kobe. That's so crazy. I never I didn't think about it that way. That's even. Yeah, and it's a, it's a you know, and then if you think about it, the Kobe Seven. They did the two inserts with the Kobe Seven. When they came out with the Cheetahs, which is the Christmas Kobe that year, they had two inserts. They had a high ankle support one. Yes. And then they had the low one that was like yellow or whatever it was on the inside. And um, I think that's kind of why they do it on the new Metcon 5 or whatever they're up to now. They do the, they do the double inserts. I think that's um, – maybe I'm wrong, but I just kind of feel like, hey. <laughs> yeah. You know. it's, it, it's good that, you, that you're able to determine and distinguish that. That's like – that's pretty cool that you found that out that it looks similar. Even if it's not the case, it's similar. Yeah, you know? it's a similar shoe. Yeah, I'm a Nike head, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a shoe guy to, like, the core. 
yeah, to the core. <laughs> we know that. So yes, as you say, like you're a shoe guy, so I know you look really into it. So now you're looking when you're looking for a shoe. So you're looking for more of a comfort and breathable type of shoe, or what are you the main essential things that you're looking for in a shoe? Even so you got to. I'm sorry. Even if you were to go and uh, like, you, even tell us even when you're first the first time you went to get a pair of shoes to work out. Like, what were you, what were you looking for when you first started looking for a shoe? And like how my brother asked, like now when you have this knowledge of shoes, like what do you what do you look for in the shoe now after using them? Okay, um, so for me, comfort is everything. I have to be comfortable in the shoe. And um, a lot of people will sacrifice comfort for looks. I won't do that. I will not do that. Sure. So uh, to me, uh, uh, you know, Nike has always been a somewhat comfortable shoe, right? So the first time I ever looked for a, a, like a shoe to work out in, um, it was because I was doing CrossFit. So I needed something that was comparable to what I was doing in CrossFit. So I needed something where I can potentially do box jumps um, potentially do a run and then lift something semi-heavy, right? Because I noticed that crossfitters were switching shoes when we had to do strength work. Yes. And then they would switch back to like a, like a cross trainer, so to speak, to do the wad. Mm -hmm. So the first thing was like, all right, I need something that's super comfortable that looks good, right? So, but comfort first. I may be able to sacrifice looks if it's a super comfortable shoe, but if it looks ugly and it's comfortable, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. But um, So the first thing I look for is style, number one, but two, comfort. Um, and it has to be, I have to be able to do those three things that I name. I have to be able to lift somewhat heavy in the shoe, all right? And I have to be able to do some kind of agility work in it, like box jumps, double unders, and maybe some form of like sprinting or cutting. So I'm looking for like a low, and it has to be light too. I don't, I cannot deal with it. If you wear a shoe and it feels like a brick, that's no bueno. I can't do that. So I have to make sure, like, it's a light shoe. It has to be a breathable material, too. Okay. That breathable material is everything. And I'll tell you why. Because if you don't have a breathable material on your shoe and you're doing a lot of sweating, you're going to have a funky-ass shoe. <laughs> so I need a breathable, light um, shoe with, like, um, and it has to be a low. So I can be able to do those things that I like cutting and, you know, box jumps, double unders and lift somewhat like moderate to heavyweight in the shoe. And Jay, just to tell, um, just for information for our viewers, um, your foot, is it narrow or wide? Uh, it's a narrow foot. I don't have like, I don't wear like that, like the double E's and none of that. I have a very narrow foot. Okay. Um, and I'm actually slightly bow-legged. So what happens is like I wear on the outside. Gotcha. of of the shoe so um that's why lows don't last very long for me but um another thing i should tell people too if you wear um like so for instance like on my right foot underneath the right side will wear before the left inside gotcha that's where my that's where my weight um is dispersed so i started doing like yoga and it actually helped because the way I was heel striking and the way that I was like squatting and walking is because uh, the way, you know, my legs are, the weight was dispersed to the outside. When I started doing the mobility drills, the wearing started to go away. So people work your hips, okay, and work like your IT band. Make sure that shit is all loose because if you have tight hips, you'll notice that the outsides of your shoes will wear. 
So if it's the left side, the left on the outside will wear it. If it's the right side, the right on the outside will wear it. If you have like really tight hips. Interesting. That's a little note. It's a little note right there. FYI. Jumpman Jag. <laughs> you know, little little gem from Jumpman. <laughs> uh, another um another little side uh, question now a lot of people for depending on their feet uh especially in the nike since they run narrow they have to half size up is that something yeah. you have to do with the narrow foot or do you normally keep it true to size for your foot i keep it i try to keep it true to size because i don't like swimming in the shoe either yeah so i try to keep it true to size um so I'm like a I'm like a nine and a half ten. Um, depending on like the the fabric, I'll go I'll go with the ten. Because sometimes if it's like kind of like a leather type of feel, I'll go I'll go ten because it doesn't really have that much give. Exactly. If it's like a fly knit, I'll go nine and a half because I know it'll give it'll stretch. Or like a woven like stitch, I'll go I'll go nine and a half. Gotcha. Now um, we also have been. You know, obviously, we've been through your IG page, and I we, mm -hmm. we want to ask you this because we've also seen you do powerliftings, um, snatches, um, power cleans, and some Jordan threes and fours. Yeah. <laughs> light yeah, flex. Man. Like, how's yeah, that? That's a light flex, bro. <laughs> it's light <laughs> flex, but like, not your typical shoots of where to work out. Like, how do you make that work? And like, why a three and a four? Um, so three, threes and fours are like my favorites. Like, or one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. They're just like, they're a swaggy ass shoe, you know. And <laughs> some of my favorite lifters, they lift in J's. So it's like, all right, well, if I got doubles or triples, why not bring them to the gym and work out in them, you know? <laughs> um, cool. Like the cool gray fours are like one of my favorite sneakers of all time. Um, so I was just oh, was like, yo, I had those sitting around. I said I had some extras. Um, cause when those came out, I went, I went stupid. I, I, I bought three pairs. I went crazy, bro. Cause like that, that colorway is, is just timeless to me. Yeah. Some people don't like it. I love this. I love the sneaker. Um, so I bought three pairs of those. And then with the bread Jordan threes, you cannot go wrong with that shoe. I have five pairs of bread Jordan threes, like legit countdown package. Uh, the first retro, then they like re-released them with the, with the Nike on the back instead of the jump man. Like I, I like anytime. A Jordan 3 comes out. If it's bread colorway, I get it. I don't even think twice. I just buy it. That's good. <laughs> Real quick. I just buy it. Don't think twice. <laughs> now, what's the, like, how do you feel, like, what, tell us the difference between when you're lifting with a 3 or 4, Jordan 3 or 4, and then when you're lifting with your Metcons. Oh, let me tell you something right now. If, if you're not an experienced lifter, don't lift in, in Jordan. Because that <laughs> air bubble will murder you. That, that, that air bubble could potentially take your life. Because <laughs> um, you need something flat on your heel to squat or like, or power clean, because that's a, that absorbs the uh, you know the um the weight to your heels is, is where you catch it pretty much, right? You got an air bubble. It's like power cleaning or snatching on pillows. Yeah, exactly. True. So you gotta kind you like you have to be experienced and know your body to know like I'm I I can probably get to this number in some J's, but I I could probably lift anywhere between like. 75 or 80 percent of my one rep max in jays and then after that i got to switch over because it ain't gonna happen because it's gonna feel like <laughs> it's a I'm on cloud nine you know and, and i don't want to you know have weight over my head god forbid and i drop that so <laughs> i just i just do it for pure looks i don't do it but it's not it's, it's not a functional shoe to be lifting in like that i just want to look cool on a lift 
Yeah, like, you know, like everybody here what you just said. <laughs> little light flex, that's all. So basically what what Jay is saying is if you want to flex, flex a little bit lighter weight. Don't Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 try to, you know, PR your your snatch or your clean and Jay. I mean, there's some cats that could do it. One of my boys snatched 275 in Jordan 3s. Like, it was no big deal. Oh, my God. Me, on the other hand, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. So, Jay, um, so we, we just discussed that you um, work out in Medcons and in um, the Jordans. Is, is there any other brands that you used to work out in that kind of helped you out, but you tested it out and it was like, oh, not really? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go negative. <laughs> I I had a pair of Adi Power lifters, but like you just lift in those. I I I never really worked out anything other than Nikes. Okay. It's a I'm a Nike guy. Question. I'm a Nike head for life. <laughs> that's it, home. Nike for life. That's it. <laughs> Uh, what, so another question is, out of your whole collection that you got, what is your ratio of, what's your ratio between a workout shoes and then your going out lifestyle hype shoes? Uh, so I'm, I'm like an overdoer. So like I got hella workout shoes, but I probably have over 20 pairs of shoes to work out in. It's kind of asinine, but I do. Um, and they're all pretty much all Metcons. Um, but I have, I mean, my, my sneaker collection is like, and I got rid of like 200 pair. I'm in like the 365 ring. So like, I'm obviously like my, my, my lifestyle, you know, chop it up sneakers. Are, there's just way more pairs than my workout shoe. <laughs> now, do you have a workout shoe that's like your absolute favorite? Like the one that you're like, I only take it out when I want to flex with a workout shoe. Um, yeah, I do, but I don't even wear it when I work out no more. That's how much I like it. It was, um, the Nike Metcon band one. So what they did was, I forgot what year it was. It was, it might've been like 2015 or 2014. Nike came out with a Jordan, a, um, a Jordan inspired Metcon. And it was the color of the bread one. What? Okay. And, uh, you remember, so Jordan in 1985, when he came out with the, the Jordan one, yeah. came out um because sneaker had to have a majority white in it so this was the first bread that came out mm-hmm. and he actually was fine because yes. he wore a sneaker that was majority black and red and very little white he actually went on like david letterman or something like that and like explained why he was fine so nike came out with a metcon that was that colorway it was a bread colorway right and then the campaign that year was don't ban the shoe beat the shoe because reebok would not let any nike athletes wear nike at oh, the man. reebok crossfit games so that is my like grail workout sneaker, and I don't even wear it, bro, because it is. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be worth some money at some point. So I'm just gonna keep that. In, I'm gonna keep that on ice. Oh, nice. And when the time comes, I'm just gonna drop it. That's dope. That that's interesting. I've never heard of that. Never. I'm gonna yeah, have man. to Google that. Yeah, yeah, Nike. So they made two colorways too. So they the second colorway was, um, you know, the royal black and white ones. Yes. So the royal blues, right? The royal blue, black, white. And um, yeah, the royal blue, black and white. They, that was the second band Metcon that they came out with. So like it's traditional Jordan. Yeah. So okay. it's a tradition. It's a traditional Jordan colorway, but they just made it in the Metcon. And they also have a Bo Jackson, um, 
cross trainer colorway. It's like gray, green. And you know what's funny? If I could have, if I could have one workout shoe, it would be that shoe. The Bo Jackson. It was the Bo Jackson Metcon 1. Google it. It's a, it's a beautiful shoe. I couldn't work out in it, but just the style and profile in it, I could do it. <laughs> That's the shoe I'm going to need. So if somebody's out there and got that Bo Jackson Metcon 1, hit me up. I'll pay. Nothing crazy, but I'll pay. We'll put it on the link to, to have people reach out to you for those. Please. I need those. One shoe I couldn't get. You got so, both? Jay, you, so real quick, your top five. Are you close to your, are you close to your closet? Nah, man. I have a lot of my stuff's in storage, bro. I can't even oh. keep all of it in my apartment. It's a typical sneakerhead thing. Yeah, so what we were going to do is like we were going to give you one minute to get, go grab your top five pairs of sneakers. But since you're not around, They're if not you close. can just tell us your top five sneakers and your grail. Okay, the top five sneakers that I own? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, man, this is great. This is great. <laughs> all right, top five sneakers that I own, all right? So in no particular order, all right? Okay. No particular order because I, I can't be that biased, right? So my Zen Gray Yeezy ones, Oof. legendary. So it that's is. in there, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna definitely because that was the first Yeezy to drop. I, I the story of me getting the sneaker was just, um, it, it was just, it was like a remarkable day. I just I I was a good human being and I was rewarded for being a good human being with a pair of uh, Yeezy ones. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go Yeezy the Zen Gray Yeezy ones. I'm gonna go the platinum. Yeezy twos. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's like uh, that is it's such a, is a beautiful sneaker. One. Like the the Yeezy two was it just a because they finally got it right because the Yeezy one was a little bulky yes. and it kind of had that like Air Mag Marty McFly feel and it was dope, but it was a he it's a heavy shoe like you know what I mean like if you wear that for like three hours it, it it's like to walk is a is a is a chore you know what I mean <laughs> it's a chore. So, um, the, with the twos, they kind of got it right with the twos. It was light, um, super stylish. Yeah. Uh, it, it just is a beautiful shoe, and it had the glow-in-the-dark. So the glow-in-the-dark bottoms are everything for yeah. me. Like, if you can put some glow-in-the-dark in the damn shoe, you're winning. So I'm going to go with Yeezy 1 and the Yeezy 2 Platinums. Um, number three, I'm going to have to go with... Hmm, I'm going to have to go with the Grape Fox. Oh. Love that shoe. Because it's just, it's a classic shoe, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, you know, fives are like definitely up in my top like five of all time, like Jordan shoe. But the great fives just have a sentimental value to me because I was a kid and, my, you know, my, my parents couldn't get them. So I waited till I got old enough to get my own damn sneakers and I got a pair of uh, great fives. And I still have them DS. I got, actually got two pair of DS. I don't think I'm ever going to put them on my feet. Um, so I'm going to go there. Um... So that's three, four. I got to go with the Concord 11. That's it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, Tinker created such a beautiful masterpiece. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful shoe. And I remember the first time seeing it, it was like, I, I swear I heard cherubs in my ear when I saw the shoe. It was like <laughs> heaven gates opened up when I saw that shoe. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, Concord 11. Um, so, and then for my last pick, ooh, I'm going to have to say that I own. Um, I'm going to go with the, um, I got the Travis Scott one. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Travis Scott ones. Cause that's just a, <clears throat> that's a great, great sneaker. 
um, it was yeah like it's just a, you know one is just a classic shoe i like i like the colorway i rock them with the pink laces because i'm you know i'm comfortable with my manhood so i'm gonna rock <laughs> pink laces it's Hell, i even rock pink. a pink shirt with it you know what i mean okay so I'll just, that's my top five that i own and then what's your grail like the shoe that Ooh, the grail that you don't own obviously your grail that i don't own so if i could have a grail if I can have any shoe that I want, it would have to be the Red October Yeezy 2. Oh, has to be. That's, that's like $10,000 right now, bro. Easily. <laughs> Asinine price. Used, used one, one is probably seven like grand. Seven, yeah, grand. seven grand. Yeah, brand yeah. new is like 10, 12 or some retarded yeah. number like that. But I mean, it, the, the, I was supposed to get the Red Octobers and it's crazy because I had a picture of them. That, so I used to deal with a dude, who, you know, basically worked at a store and was like, yeah, no worries. Every Yeezy I've got, every single Yeezy that's ever come out I have, except for the Red October, just because when, when Yeezy was leaving Nike, they dropped that sneak in the middle of the night. So all the dudes that had it in their stores, they couldn't release them. Or Nike was going to, like, hand out hefty fines. And my boy was like, yo, I got your pair right here. And he sent me a picture of them. And I was, like, I was super happy. I think, almost, I think a tear almost came out of my eye. <laughs> And then I found out, like, they put a freeze on it, and, like, Nike wasn't releasing. They did, like, a, some weird, like, raffle in the middle of the night, and whoever got those, yeah. got those. So if you have those, like, you legit have to have an inside at Nike if that's you have those. True. And if anybody that's a normal human being that's walking around with them, they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a normal human being and you have Red Octobers, it's fake. Or fake. you just, yeah, they're just really fake. Yeah. <laughs> and so... It, just uh, another like side note there. So with your with your time when you buy shoes or or when you even go and look at any type of shoe when you're about to purchase it, do you mostly look for the detail on the shoe, or do, do you like like that aspect of it, or do you like the story behind the shoe? Um, I'm I just pay attention to detail. I like certain type of shoes. So I just pay attention to detail. Um, color, colors usually jump up at me. Um, it's weird. Like, I don't like to wear certain colors on my feet. Gotcha. Um, so I just pay attention to colors. And, like, I don't know, colors Colors are everything. Because, like, that's how you put together an outfit. And that's what kind of makes people look at you. Because, like, when I look at people or I, like, if I build an outfit, it starts from, it starts from the ground up. Yes. Right. So like anytime I create an outfit, it's just like I got to start with the kicks and then I work my way up. Every so time. I just look for a stylish shoe with like decent colors that I know that I could wear. Um, that's pretty much like how I go off the kicks. I'm not going to wear anything like outlandish on my feet. So like for be. example, so my grill is the Sean Weatherspoon. What do you think about that one? Because I think it has a great story and it's a great mm -hmm. design. So do you, do you like that type of shoe as well too? Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. It's like I always say, your grail is, is always like some. Anytime someone says they have a grail sneaker, there's always some like nostalgic moment that goes with it. Yeah. There's always something that's gonna be like, damn. And I remember, like, you know, so and so had this sneaker, or like I saw, you know, I saw MJ, you know, in the Jordan 14, you know, hit that last shot. So some people mm -hmm. like you always uh, associate your grail sneaker with something that actually happened in your life that you lived or like saw. So. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, if you like a certain type of sneaker, I'm, I'm with it. If, if it means something to you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's every, it's like, that's why people buy sneakers because like, if you, if you collect sneakers, 
it's it's like same way people collect cars or like guns and things of that nature. It's just, it's a passion, right? But something sparked that, and nostalgia is one of those things that sparks like sneakerheads and like why people start buying sneakers. That's true. That's so true. Now, um, I so I also want to talk to you a little about a bit about retroing uh, sneakers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people that don't know, the listeners out there, retroing is basically they say if a shoe came out in 2008, and mm-hmm. then they basically re-release it in 2015 or 2016. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit of differences, but or different materials, different things like that. But it's just it's just they bring it back out again. Now, yeah. what do you think? And, and this not just has to do with like Jordan. Like Jordan's a big advocate of, of retroing shoes but you also had this is the also like ties up with the um, the workout sneakers like how do you feel about um and companies like and nike for example i'm just using it for example they have jordans that before it was based on performance base and now they're mm-hmm. retroing these shoes and it's just like it's just aesthetic look now it's more of a look, and then these basketball players are trying to you know, play games with it, but they really can't. They got to be able to switch it up in mid uh, mid court. Like, what do you think of that? And like, um, what are your feelings towards that? I'm not a big advocate for retros because they always mess it up the second time. You always get it right the first time, exactly. and they always ruin it the second time. Um, because back when you know people were initially buying sneakers, a they were they were cheaper to buy, right? Yeah. And so that means that whatever factory they were making them in, the quality was a lot better. So now the price goes up. And when the price goes up, usually the quality goes down. Yeah. And um, I've noticed sense. in all my dealings with buying retros, they just the second go around, they were trash. Straight trash. So I try to stay away from them unless I really need them. Like if, I, if, it, was, if, it, was, if it was like a release that I need, I'll go get them. I won't wear them though. Like it'll be like a one-time type of situation. Like I have the, remember when they came out with the Jordan 11s and they put the four or five on the back? Yes, yes. I, I got those shit sitting on ice, bro. I, I, like, I don't even want to put those on my feet because I know I think they might fall apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I actually wore them like I want to wear them, they'll definitely just disintegrate. You know what I mean? They just, they're, not, they're not made. The older, the older Jays were made a lot better. You can actually ball and hoop in them. And the way, I don't know if it's like the, the adhesives that they use or the stitching or whatever, but the sneakers like legit. If you wear them like you want to wear them, it'll just fall apart. It's so unfortunate. So I'm not an advocate for like retros, and I hate when you take a classic sneaker and recolor it, which Dude. is happening a lot. Yeah, right bro. Now. Like you'll you'll take like um, you know, they just make some weird ass colored like Jordan Three, and I'm like, you never wore those. Why should I buy that? Mm-hmm. You never wore them, my man. That's so I'm a- not gonna buy them. So I, I, I like I try to stay away from retros. I'm a little biased. It's still, Sorry, I get a little charged up. Talking it's about still retro. the same thing as the, but it's still the same thing as the Metcons. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you what you said earlier in the interview that you only like, uh, what's the Metcons that you like, the certain numbers? The, the Metcon ones, the, the OGs, the, the originals. Okay, so what are they on right now? Five. So like. Yeah, there's your there's there's the point that we're trying to make is that you originally liked the Metcon ones and you're not really as happy um and it's already up to five. So they do yeah. change it up a lot. And yeah, some yeah, sure. from what I heard, they don't even change the design as much as either, too. Nah, they all they all look the same, dude, pretty much. They just changed like the 
nuances on the shoe. They don't really change the sneaker itself. They only recently kind of went away from like the OG look. They changed it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's essentially the same shoe. And also what they do is um, other companies make sneakers and they all kind of look the same. It's like the weirdest thing. Yep. Like the new, the new like nano kind of looks like the Metcon 5. <laughs> so somebody's like fighting on somebody's style. I don't know yep. who, but someone is. They're getting a little desperate. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, you know. Just, it's not just in workout shoes. It's in, it's in the lifestyle shoes and everything. Like, and yeah. one thing, as soon as something sticks, it just, every company just starts doing the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like anything. It's the fashion industry. So, like, if, if there's a particular style that's in season, right, then we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna roll with it and try to make some money. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But um, another thing that we've realized, uh, you know, as the time goes by, and we want to know if maybe you're um, catching on to it or not. Um, this is just something we've been observing. We've had mm-hmm. look and we're starting – Obviously, we're studying the workout shoes aspects. So we also look at other brands that a lot of people don't know um, that don't like say, if, like if a sneakerhead comes in and thinks about it, it's like, oh, this. What shoe is this? So a lot. Of, yeah. like, for example, what we've been seeing, um, like like what we've been seeing that's been merging emerging is like a Solomon, Hoke <clears throat> Onyo. Okay. Yeah, Solomon. Um, so now I, I actually know about Solomon. So it's like, you know, if you a shoe guy, you know Solomon. Yeah. Well made shoe. Yes, it's a. It, it, they've started with with uh, ski boots. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything, and now they're moving on to trail runners, and now and now that's where they're at right now. And then you got Hoke Onyone, who's it's such a bulky shoe. And what, I guess what I'm getting at is now that the dad shoe is like in particular in style the last couple years we're seeing yeah. a trend of um th- those two brands coming up more on the map in the hype area um okay like now kith uh, right now you can get a hoke onion um and shoe in a kit store it's being presented more on uh, um really? uh, yeah you can get it it's called the evian 2 you can buy that yeah. in a kit. so we had like we've been talking about this um, for several, for about two three years that we're seeing this um, these brands these running these bulky running shoes coming into the hype area like wh- what do you see it coming from there like do you think this is gonna stick or is it something that you feel like you're like thrown off like where what do you what do you think about that nah I, I mean I kind of saw it coming down the pipe like um, Yeezy seven hundreds like. That's like that's a dad shoe, dude. And then they, and then Nike came out with the Air Monarchs. Yes. Like they, I remember I had Air Monarchs before they were cool, bro. Like <laughs> no one, no one even looked at me. So like, why are you wearing those stupid shoes, bro? And then now everybody's wearing dad shoes. And even like if you go into the higher end shoe, like the Balenciaga, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they got yeah, they got them big boom boots. Like I kind of saw it coming. So eventually, it's gonna segue and make its way into popular culture. It just takes somebody to kind of put it out there. And then, you know, if one person says it's cool, forget it. Yeah. It's done. It's crazy. That's the trend. Yeah. It could look stupid as all hell, but <laughs> if the fashion world approves of it, then they're going to rock it. And do you see collabs, like, happening 
with these brands because right now like literally this <clears throat> literally a performance based shoe and it's, it's slowly trickling to the hype area do you see it becoming a collab like like in future yeah other uh, yeah eventually at some point absolutely it, it's just it's only a matter of time i always say that somebody's going to sit there and be like because you gotta think about it right anybody who especially in a certain type of like light people spend a lot of money on athleisure like that is just one of those things that like people spend if you if you like quality product you're gonna spend money right not just throw a throw a high-end designer on that you know what i mean throw like a ronnie fag or or like just throw somebody somebody dope like a, let's say virgil comes out with something someone's gonna buy that it yeah. could look like a moon boot. Someone's going to buy it. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, a notable designer uh, plus shoe means sale. Yeah, it's, just, it's just like the Tom, Tom Sachs book, um, shoe. It looks like a moon yeah. boot and people are buying because Tom Sachs is on there. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can't say that any better. It's only a matter of time. And Jay, um, so usually in the episode, we like to just quickly, just briefly tell you about yourself, like how... um. We, we know that you're in a podcast right now. Earlier before we started this um, episode, you said that you just joined another um, uh, podcast as well, too. So just tell Pete and the viewers who you are and what do you do? And then um, what's next for uh, Jumpman Jay, you know? All right. Yeah. So I, I am The Real Jumpman Jay. You can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at The Real Jumpman Jay. Spells out the sound. You got to spell out the whole name Jay. Um, yeah, I'm a part of uh, a few podcasts now. So, uh, Kicks, Cleans, and Coffee is the first podcast that I was ever featured on, and, and those are my bros, and we, you know, we pretty much do what we do here. Uh, we just happen to throw in a little bit of coffee and some fitness, and just, you know, a lot of sneaker talk, because the first name in the podcast is Kicks, right? So we talk yeah. about a lot of sneakers. And then um, my gym has a podcast called, um, so it's Northeast CrossFit is the name of the gym. Uh, we have two locations in Westchester, one in Eastchester, and the other one is in Hawthorne, New York, and it's called The Coaching Couch. And um, I'm actually working on a solo podcast right now uh, called uh, Rooted Progress. And that'll be out shortly. Um, and I'm definitely going to have you guys on it, you know, when it gets up and running. And, you know, I get it all situated. And um, once I get make all the tweaks I need to make, I'm definitely going to have you boys on there. We were supposed to do the kicks, things, and coffee. And, you know, that got a little side uh, sidetracked. So i to get you guys back on the show. <laughs> we'll be glad to be part of that. Definitely. Yes, sir. And we're going to talk sneakers, bro. So just be ready. I'm going to oh, send yeah. you guys an email and there's going to be a lot of sneaker talk. So just be ready. Something similar like this. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about, we'll talk about, you know, we'll do some sneaker stuff. We'll talk about some life, some life things. And, you know, hopefully the people will enjoy and like it. We'll, we'll make it enjoyable as possible there. Yes, sir. So, Jay, we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, so, uh, Walter and I decide the. um, and it's off with a with just uh, two questions here. Um, okay. So now we're in the quarantine right now, so we're all stuck in our houses. <clears throat> so a lot of people are just, we don't know what they're doing at home. So what are the three things that, you, or what are some things that you're doing at home right now to like be productive and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Uh, I just, I'm trying to tell everybody, come up with a routine, all right? Create some normalcy in this, because what happens is, you know, every day you're, you're accustomed to waking up, right? Maybe drinking your cup of coffee, or brushing your teeth, drinking your cup of coffee, you go through those things, and then you leave the house, and there's things to do, right? So now there's nothing to do outside. They're telling you we got to be inside and be in our own space. So you got to create a routine. 
when you wake up. Like, so for me, I wake up, right? I brush my teeth, do all that good stuff. And then um, I hit a little little prayer in the morning, a uh, little meditation session. And then I have like a journal. I just write in my journal. And then um, I kind of go about my day. So I've been doing like home workouts. So um, I was able to snatch a roller from my gym, a dumbbell, kettlebell, and I'm just in the living room getting after it, you know? You know, I breathe hard for about an hour. I get that down shower. And then, um, you know, I started reading books, you know, and when I got tired of reading the books, I got audio books. I'm just trying to fill my head with as much knowledge as possible and, you know, start to work on the things that I feel like I didn't have the time to do before. So, I mean, you know, for those people, who don't know, I'm like, like, I'm a cop. So they just switched our shifts from, you know, 10 hours to 12 hours because of the whole COVID situation. Yeah. So I'm at work longer, right? So now my days off are actually longer as well. So I'll do three 12-hour shifts, and I'm off three days, work three, and then I'm off four. So um, on my downtime, I'm just trying to work on, like, self-improvement and just making myself better. Uh, so anything I was, like, scared of doing prior to because I didn't, A, didn't have the time, or maybe B, didn't have the confidence to do, I'm doing that now. That's why I'm getting involved in the podcast, and, um, you know, I'm creating my own podcast because there's all things that I was scared to do because I felt like, A, I didn't have the time, but B, like, I was just scared, man. And, like, what happens is when you're locked in somewhere, right, you're, you're locked in your own thoughts. And you start to realize, like, damn, man, like, I could actually do this. And I just was like, you know what? Let me just attack it while I have the time. And that's what I've been doing, man. I just kind of created a routine, and I just started working on some, like, deficiencies. You know, stop, you know, stop with the negative self-talk and the self-doubt and just, you know, worked on that. And it's actually been pretty productive. It's been going well. So that's my advice to people. Find out a routine. If there's anything that is, is anything that you've wanted to do or accomplish, now's the time because you have nothing but time right now. Can't go to restaurants. Can't go to movie theaters. Can't go to your friend's house. What excuse do you have right now other than to make yourself better? For sure. It's just straight facts, you know? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, and then the other question is, I know um something I know everybody watches um Netflix and stuff like that. What's your top three <laughs> or movies right now that you're top that, three uh, movies right now on Netflix? Yeah, that you're that you watched. Oh, Spencer Confidential. Okay. That's a good uh, movie. That's the joint, yeah, with Mark uh, with Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Um, oh, yo, man. you know what I just watched last night? It's not a movie, it's like a series. That Tiger King's a little crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Tiger King's a little I don't know. It was like I didn't want to watch, but I was like Oh my God! I can't stop watching. It was just like it was so bad. I had to watch. Um, and then um, All American is a series. Oh, and, uh, love that. Yo, I got hooked onto that real quick. So uh, those are my those are my three picks right there. I we I I, I finished that already. Uh, yeah. The show oh, yeah. I'm watching is uh, Ozark now. Ozark. That's what I'm about to I'm about to catch that. I'm about to do that tonight because yeah. I got you know this is my last night off before I go back in. And I tell you. The, 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 when I first started watching Ozark, it started really slow, and then all of a sudden it just picked up. Picked I was up. <laughs> yeah, it picked up quick, bro. So I was like, yeah, uh, definitely. When Ozark three comes out, I said I'm definitely on it, and I just haven't had the time. But now I'm like, it's my last night, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get in a few episodes tonight. You do know the new season's out, right? Yeah, I know, man. I just been late with it, bro, because I mean, you know, so much <laughs> personal development, man. I just, I you know, I gotta yeah, too much so right working back. on me. I need to I need to figure out. Uh, how to get my Netflix shows. I, was, I wanted to start yesterday, but that damn Tiger King kind of sucked me in. I bro. know. <laughs> it will get you, man. It will get you. 
oh, I was like, I can't. It was like a beautiful disaster. Like, <laughs> why, am I watching? why am I watching this? It's so bad, but it's so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. This is one of those things. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, this is the best way to end it. Um, we do want to, first of all, thank you for your service. Thank you for keeping us safe out there, man. Um, I wanna, oh, man, thank you for having me, and I appreciate you guys. Yeah, and thank you for being on the show. I know you're busy with the long days, long shifts, but we appreciate you coming on to the show, man. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for your time, man. And um, if you have anything else, the last words to say, and we'll get you out of, out of here. Yeah, no, just everybody stay safe, man. Stay home. You know, people are really out there losing their lives. So just, you know, social distancing. This is why we're doing this via Zoom and not sitting in a room, you know, uh, together, breathing on one another. This is a very serious situation. It's not something to be taken lightly. Um, we all seen that ship that just came down the, the west side today. And, um, you know, if you look, if you go look outside of Montefiore, there's like, there's, there's, there's uh, trailers that have refrigeration in there for the bodies that are accumulating in these, wow. in, in, in these hospitals. So um, I just want people to take this seriously. These, the, the, the more we adhere to the rules, the quicker this will be over. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want people to take this lightly because if you pay attention to your Facebook timeline, uh, people are dropping off like flies, man. And it's, it's, it's a scary, eerie feeling to know that young people, are, it's not just old people too, young people are dying. So yeah. just pay attention to, to, the, to the rules and just stick to it. That's all I really got to say. So yeah, guys, like Jay said, let's stay safe out there. Hopefully this thing ends up ends uh, shortly uh, so we can go all get back to our normal lives and then maybe uh, so we can do some stuff, live podcasts in the actual people's houses. Instead of- yeah, man. <laughs> I like this. It's fine. Yeah, this is fine. But, you know, I kind of miss human contact, bro. It's like, like certain things that we took for granted are now out of reach, right? Yeah. So Exactly. Just- you know, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I just kind of want it to be over as soon as possible. Believe me, we all do. Um, yeah. Jay, again, thank you, man. Uh, this is Kicking Knowledge. This is episode, I don't know what episode we're on, but we're out for a while. <laughs> we're back at it. Uh, thank you again. Um, again, my name is Walter. And I'm Warner. And Jay. Jump, man. Look thank after- you for having me, brother. Appreciate uh, you, man. Uh,